0: Piscan your barco code. Your liberty ain't gone, but yes, yeah, on ho. Where did it come from? And where did it go? It requires a fight. Not tweeting from your phone. Don't need a king. Get' him off the fucking throne if you're right with the thought you've always got a home. The virus is scared of. will come and it'll go. The government knows this. Don't get treated like a hoe. Let's get into the show. Here we go.
1: Today's episode is my follow-up to Fauci is finished Uh, I'm actually going to break this into two even though the first part is about Fauci and the second part is about both the real estate uh, situation the economic outlook that I have right now a lot of people ask me about and I haven't done one in a while so you'll want to tune into that one in a few days Um, I've already recorded both but I'm going to layer them and have them come out maybe a day or two apart so This is going to be... Oh, and then uh, part three of that will be also including the war on domestic terrorism or domestic extremism, as they like to call it. Uh, Got some really interesting articles that I found to discuss with you guys, and I think you'll find it tremendously valuable. If you appreciate this show, as I've said, go to libertylockdown.locals.com and become a supporting subscriber of the show there. It's not a lot of money, but it is enough to help me grow the platform, uh, market it, and that's all I'm looking to do. If you think that this messaging is worthwhile, I've been doing it a a long time for you, and if you've enjoyed it for a long time, I would appreciate, as Adam Curry says, a little value for value. If you find value, great. If you don't, wait until you do. I'll keep going until you find something that you feel is worth supporting. If you want to support now, go to libertylockdown.locals.com. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Liberty Lockdown. Today I'm doing Fauci is finished part two. You guys loved part one so much. Uh, That is the second most audio downloads I've ever gotten on an episode. So apparently you guys are sharing the hell out of it and I really do appreciate it. Um, I I think that this is a a narrative, a story that needs to be told. It's being completely obfuscated and hidden from the public. And I am grateful that there's such uh, obvious market demand for truth telling in this arena because God knows we have not had enough truth over the past two years. Uh, So thank you very much for sharing it. It really does mean a lot to me because I put a lot of effort into it and it's great to know that people, um, you know, felt there was value there and felt it was worth sharing with their family, friends, things like that. Uh, If you want to support the show, go to libertylockdown.locals.com and become a supporting subscribing member. That's where I put the videos up for the episodes that are too hot for the YT. Uh, YouTube. So anyways, uh, this one is going to be partly Fauci and then partly, um, you know, January 6th and just overall war on domestic extremism. So (laughs) it's going to be an interesting uh, arc, but hang in there. You will enjoy it. I promise. Just like the last one. So we're gonna start off with uh, Fauci saying that there are five stages of the COVID pandemic and we are still in phase number one. Isn't that comforting? And that was January 18th, so that was three days ago. Uh, Not very cool that they're still saying that, but it's not as bad as it sounds at first glance. Uh, They say that the, the first phase of the pandemic or the truly pandemic, in quotes, according to Fauci, is where the whole world is really very negatively impacted as we are right now, he said Monday at the World Economic Forum Davos Agenda online conference. God, why do they pop up everywhere? God, drives me crazy. Uh, the following four steps are deceleration, control, elimination, finally eradication. I'm not going to go through the rest of this article because it just lays out what those words mean. And if you're not an idiot, you can figure it out on your own. Uh, but, you know, Fortune readers have to have it uh, told to them. This was an article on Fortune, by the way. That's why I said that. Fortune readers has a totally different meaning otherwise. So the the funny part about it, though, is that they talk about uh, control, elimination, and eradication, and Fauci has already admitted elimination and eradication aren't going to happen. So kind of pointless to even give these five stages of a pandemic if you know, you're acknowledging that this is going to be with us forever. So... You know, I don't. I don't know. I don't know why they would make it sound so dire. Like we're still in phase one, um, and and the control have hasn't even worked. So we're not even to get through stage three. Deceleration will happen naturally because that's what all viruses do, which is great. Great news for us. Should be tr- truly an optimistic note. But you know, they're going to frame it negatively, keep you keep you afraid. I just wanted you to to be aware of the narrative here because it's. It's all nonsense. It's just fear mongering. Uh, obviously, if you're listening to this, you've already seen through the bullshit, and thank God. We need more people like you that are awake to the propaganda, to the nonsense that they're trying to foist upon us and control us with. And it's couldn't be more obvious that's their intention. So now, as as promised, Fauci has finished part two. Has to include some of the latest and greatest hits on our boy. The legend dr fauci uh this is a zero hedge article so i know sometimes they're a little bit fear mongering and, and bullshitty uh hyperbolic but they do a lot of good reporting too and you can't find it elsewhere so uh leaked fauci financials expose how the millionaire doctor profited from the pandemic we already knew that dr fauci is the highest paid federal government employee earning an annual salary of more than 400k that's the highest of anyone <laughs> that's pretty wild uh, his wife, Christine Grady, earns 176 k as chief of the Department of Bioethics at the NIH. Damn. little nepotism, bruh. The records published by Republican Roger Marshall, himself a doctor, and also the junior U.S. senator from Kansas, showed that the Fauci's have a combined net worth of more than $10 million. I'm going to be honest. That's a lot of money. But given how corrupt this guy is, I'm surprised it's not like Nancy Pelosi, Gavin Newsom family, 100 million plus. And off the books, maybe a little little cryptocurrency exchange has a little extra nuggets in there for him. Who knows? Or he's just a power mad psychopath, uh, sociopath that does it for the power, which I think and the narcissism, which I think is obviously true. So maybe he's sold his soul for 10 million bucks, in which case... You're uh, a medium price prostitute, and you make me sick. Uh, the funny thing is, is that Richard Marshall, or excuse me, uh, Roger Marshall, a doctor, by the way, uh, on mic, Fauci got busted after the questioning from uh, Congressman Marshall, where he said, "Oh God, what an idiot!" On a hot mic, he <laughs> got caught saying that this week. So. I don't think it's coincidental that this is he felt this way about this guy that had disclosed his financials. And Fauci claimed that his financials were all public, but it took some digging. So uh, when he retires, Fauci's pension will be the largest in U.S. history. Yes, you heard that right, exceeding three hundred and fifty thousand dollars per year. So I don't know how old he is, seventy or so. Uh, if he lives another twenty-five years at three hundred K per year, whew, that dude is packing in some bucks for uh, selling his soul and all of our liberties down the river. Uh, As a reminder, Dr. Fauci lied to Congress yet again by insisting that his financials were public when they very much weren't before being leaked by the senator from Kansas, that is. While the doctor has insisted he hasn't profited from the pandemic, his paperwork showed that he and his wife were paid 14 grand to virtually attend a series of galas directly related to his position as the nation's de facto COVID czar. So he was still stacking extra chips to give talks during a pandemic. And respectfully, if you're getting paid 400 grand a year and this is so dire, you need extra money, bro. Especially that kind of money to do an hour-long conference through webcam, like. Why is he getting paid this kind of money? I mean, I'm sure there's market demand for it, but good God, just have a little moral courage, a little moral for- fortitude here, bud. Uh, moving on, at the Telegraph, we got from prison threats to fines, how the world is turning up the heat on the unvaccinated. Now, before I go here, I want to acknowledge there is a lot of progress, and I'll cover that later in terms of fighting COVID hysteria uh, across the globe, but it's partitioned off like there are some nations that seem to be backpedaling very aggressively and that's great and there's others that are uh proceeding full steam ahead australia austria come to mind uh, a handful of others that are really egregious france just backpedaled this week uh we'll cover all that later but i don't want to frame this as all negative even though this is particularly negative so as the jokovic saga has shown jokovic by the way is the greatest tennis player probably in history and he was uh what's it called deported (laughs) deported as an illegal immigrant from australia this past week when he was trying to compete for the australia open and had he won it would have given him the most major titles in tennis history uh, for the men's so they made an example out of him not a big surprise so here we go as this djokovic saga has shown countries are increasingly relying on stringent restrictions to push the unvaccinated to take COVID shots They give a bunch of details of different nations that are doing crazier and crazier shit. Governments are wielding increasingly bigger sticks in an effort to push vaccination rates skyward from the threat of prison time to withholding free COVID health care and the rise of no jab, no job policies. That's really the only thing that we've gotten in America so far is no jab, no job policies, which is egregious enough. And as far as I'm concerned, it's a declaration of war, but uh, it could get more declaration-y if they were threatening prison. And withholding health care, which I guess in a way they are based off of racial segregation tactics, which is very ironic given that the Democrats are currently debating uh, increasing voter laws and they're referring to them as, you know, uh, Jim Crow law, Jim Crow era laws. And it's like you guys are literally pushing segregated medical treatment based on racial makeup as we speak. And you have the audacity to talk about, oh, come on, Jim Crow. Come on, man. The the hypocrisy is so deep at this point. Like, cut me some slack. This is brutal. Gaslighting to the extreme. Uh, Governments are frustrated, said Professor Devi Sridhar, Chair of Global Public Health at the University of Edinburgh. If all adults were vaccinated who were offered it, the pandemic would be over. ICUs are full of people who chose not to get vaccinated, then regret it later, she told the Telegraph. Is that fair to doctors and nurses and to those who need care for heart attacks and other life-threatening conditions? Uh, I don't know. Is it fair to not give them care if they don't get the jab? Is that fair? Seems a little unfair, too, on the other side, huh? Uh, Whether such strategies work is hotly contested. Some argue they amplify mistrust of science and governments, exacerbate inequities and create martyrs of those like Djokovic who refuse shots. A ding, ding, ding. Yeah, all of that. Yeah. Makes me extremely skeptical as to what your intentions are. If you're going to force something in my body, because last time I checked, that's a little rapey and I don't like it. And I don't respect it. The Philippines have added... uh, the potential of jail time for the unvaxxed, uh, President uh, Duterte has ordered the arrest of unvaccinated people who violate state home orders. Hello, Australia. You got a tyrant in the Philippines that is following your lead. Congrats, leading the world here in liberty. Singapore, no jab, no health care. In Singapore, the government has escalated restrictions on a stubborn minority of residents refusing vaccines in an effort to protect its living with COVID strategy and continue reopening society without risking the healthcare system. Late last year, unvaccinated individuals were banned from dining in restaurants or entering shopping malls and warned that they would have to pay their own medical bills if they contracted COVID after refusing the jab without a valid reason. So not as bad, but still pure evil. This is how this is how dark and dystopic everything is. Like I I get to read this, which I would have thought as like an atrocious human rights violation as of two years ago, and now I'm like, hey, Singapore, not so bad. Good job, guys. You haven't gone full Philippines, Australia, Austria on us, but uh, yeah, still evil. Quebec going the taxation route, same thing we did with Obamacare to get it passed. this is Canada, by the way. It says they have taken a slightly different approach, announcing on Wednesday that it will impose a health contribution. In, in effect, a health care tax on, on unvaccinated residents. The province has not yet unveiled details of how this would work. Well, I can tell you how it'll work. You will fine the shit out of people. And if they don't pay, you'll put them in prison. And if they refuse to go to prison, you'll kill them. Because that's how all taxes work. Just so you know. Or how much the tax would be, I'm going to guess it's going to be painful if you guys get your way. But Quebec's uh, Quebec Quebec's health minister said the announcement alone may have had an impact with appointments for first doses surging. The policy has already provoked a fierce backlash. Yeah, I would hope. There has have also been reports in local papers of draconian restrictions on individuals. An unvaccinated father lost the right to his 12-year-old child as a judge ruled it would not be in the child's best interest in the current epidemiological context. Pure evil. Removing children. We'll talk about the Democrats in this country and how they view that topic in a little bit. Austria, lockdown for the unvaccinated. The government is planning to find those over the age of 14. Kids. Good lord. To pay 3,600 I think that's euros uh, for every three months that they remain unvaccinated. So, 3,600 euros times four. What's that? 14,000 or so. Not cool, man. Fourteen four. Yeah, 14,400 euros. I think with the conversion rate, that's probably approaching like 20,000 US dollars. In a lot of countries, I don't know Austria's income levels, but I would imagine that's a big-ass bite. Like, you got to be balling hard. So they're basically making it illegal. They're making it criminal. Um, because I think you're going to have to leave the country if you don't want to get it. I mean, the alternative is to fine to death, but I just I can't imagine people doing that. So there's going to be fake passports and all that stuff, I'm sure. But man, it's evil stuff. Internationally, vaccines are already compulsory in countries including Indonesia, Turkmenistan, Tajikistan, Mm -hmm. Micronesia, and Ecuador, which became the first nation in Latin America to introduce mandates in December. Here, the sweeping rules require everyone over the age of five to have a COVID shot. Over the age of five. I'm telling you, there's just a level of depravity. Like you think you're at the bottom of the well, like 14 and up. That sounds pretty. That's got to be the worst that we got. No, 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 no. Five, five five-year-olds end up, have to have it. Just fucked up. Uh, Costa Rica and Puerto Rico require children to be vaccinated to go to school, said Dr. Thomas Hale, an associate professor of global public policy at Oxford. Quote, my reading of the evidence is that requirements to get vaccinated clearly increase the number of people who get vaccinated, he added. Such strategies may be particularly effective in places where there is a large degree of apathy toward or mild skepticism of vaccines. Yeah, bro, you find us to death, you threaten us with imprisonment, you're going to get some people to cave. I can't believe they use that. They use a consequentialist argument in terms of vaccine uptake to justify this. It is so evil. It's like if you threaten people with the death sentence or go to fight in a war that they don't want to be involved in, you're going to get a lot of people that choose the war. Does that make the war moral? No. Do I have to explain this to an Oxford professor? Yes. Why? I don't know. really pisses me off. Next up, we got the Rasmussen reports. And this is what I was talking about with the Democrats who have lost their fucking minds under the Joe Biden presidency and COVID hysteria. Lost their minds. Makes me so pissed. COVID-19 Democratic voters support harsh measures against the unvaccinated. Quote, after two excruciatingly long years, likely voters are beginning to question the federal government's handling of the pandemic, end quote, said Chris Talgo, senior editor and research fellow at the Heartland Institute, which commissioned this poll. First and foremost, likely voters are beginning to sour on Dr. Anthony Fauci, who seems to have lost credibility after countless flip-flops. About fucking time. What have you guys been, what have you been paying attention to? It took you two years? Pick up the pace, you idiots. The survey found that 75% of likely Democrat voters, but only 21% of Republicans, have a favorable opinion of Dr. Fauci. 75% of Democrats still like this dude. He's such a fucking scumbag. How? But then again, you love Biden. So yeah, I guess it makes sense. just our terrible judges of moral character. Or you're evil. I don't know which. You pick. of Democrat voters would favor a government policy requiring that citizens remain confined to their homes at all times, except for emergencies, because they're kind, if they refuse to get a COVID-19 vaccine. Such a proposal is opposed by 61% of all likely voters, including almost 80% of Republicans. Uh, Nearly half, 48% of Democrat voters, think federal and state governments should be able to fine or imprison Individuals who publicly question the just question the efficacy of the vex. (laughs) People fucking suck at life. You suck at life. You want to imprison people for asking questions about something that is being mandated to be going in your body? Have you lost all sense of reality? You've gone insane. That is so insane. Democrat voters spend more time thinking about what fucking chemicals are used to grow their produce than they do about what gets injected into their bloodstream these people are so irrational Ah, oh. just questioning the efficacy that's it and the efficacy is in doubt factually scientifically proven fuck you guys And they mean it for social media, television, radio, or in online or digital publications. So basically, any way that you can possibly communicate your doubt, they want you imprisoned or fined. Half, half of Democrats. I'm sorry, but when people talk about, oh, the Democrats or the Republicans are just two sides of the same coin of tyranny, forgive me. But in the early 2000s, the Republicans were probably a bigger danger to us because they were the ones that were pushing the wars the hardest. Guess what? It's now not that. It is now the Democrats, which are the clear and present danger to liberty-loving people on this planet and in this country in particular. So miss me with this, both sides are bad, let's not pick one. Come on, man. I'm not saying either side is good, but please acknowledge that one side has completely given up on the idea of liberty at all. It's not close. 45% of Democrats would favor governments requiring citizens to temporarily live in designated facilities or locations if they refuse to get a COVID-19 vaccine. Such a policy would be opposed by a strong majority, 71% of all voters. Cool. So 29% of all voters support internment camps in America. That fucking sucks. I hate that I live in a country where 30% of my countrymen think that if I don't go along with their dictates, I should be put in an internment camp. Have we learned nothing from FDR, World War II, the Japanese? Is there, I mean, you guys are so fucking pathetic. This much risk to your life and you're willing to take my complete life away. It's not okay. I'm sorry. Like, I know I try to keep this light, but that is so dark. It's so dark. And I just didn't think I lived in a country like that. I really didn't. I didn't think I could possibly live in a country where like almost a third of my countrymen think, ah, half of them think I should be fucking put in prison if I question what's being forced in my body. And a third, almost, think I should be put in fucking internment camps if I refuse. Today's episode is brought to you by PrivacyPost.io. PrivacyPost.io is a privacy by default virtual mail and business center designed for the location independent expat and international entrepreneur seeking financial freedom. Services include virtual mail, a professional business address, privacy trust services, company formation, Portugal D7 residency, and virtual domicile in the privacy respecting and income tax free state of South Dakota privacypost.io protects you from third parties, overreaching government agencies and complicit cloud platforms invading your private, personal and business information. Privacy is freedom of association, expression, commerce and mobility. privacypost.io is your partner in freedom. Go to www.privacypost.io for more information. I'm sorry, I don't have I don't, like I'm not going to debate this with you. You have declared me your property which is a false assertion. And the answer to that is fuck you. Got it. Okay. Moving on. Well, about two thirds of likely voters would be against governments using digital devices to track unvaccinated people. Thanks. Two out of three people and unbelievable. Fuck you to the other third. You lunatics. Uh, People to ensure that they are quarantined or socially distancing from others. 47% of Democrats favor a government tracking program for those who won't get the COVID-19 vaccine. Again, half of Democrats, I'm telling you, this is like, and they even said in this poll, it was like 1,100 people, likely voters, uh, adults, obviously. But basically, and and, and they said uh, up to 3% margin of error. So say it's 45%, whatever. Or over 50, if you go the other way. But we'll just say 45%. 45% of Democrats are literal fascists. Okay? Like, not hyperbolic. Literal fascists. They went from progressive left to literal fascists in a heartbeat. And, you know, a lot of people will say, oh, Clint, well, they've been that all along. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. But it wasn't overt. They now are proudly declaring fascism. Well many of them, running under the banner of Antifa if you haven't had enough gaslighting for the past two years. Let's remember that one. People are crazy. How far are Democrats willing to go in punishing the unvaccinated? 29% of Democrats voters would support temporarily removing parents' custody of their children if parents refuse to take the COVID-19 vaccine. Now, I've said this before, there is Next to, you know, murder, I don't think there's anything more egregious and transparently evil than trying to take someone's children away. So, uh, I dare you. How about that? Instead of, like, trying to debate this and argue, I dare you. I dare you to try and take freedom-loving, 2A-having people's kids away because they refuse to take your injection. I dare you. You want to go there? We'll see who's more serious about this. Cuz you think you're going to utilize the power of the state. I have bad news for you. There are a lot of people that work for the state that ain't that ain't playing with that. They ain't taking away kids. Not I mean, certainly some of them would, but not all of them. Not all of them. Don't push it. Do not Start taking kids' way in this country over this. Don't do it. I'm serious. <laughs> Don't do it. <clears throat> next up. The vaccinators will never stop. Uh, Moderna, Moderna CEO Stefan Bonsell discusses his plans for continued vaccination in the post-corona world. Uh, COVID-19, what's next? A World Economic Forum panel discussion featuring the CEO... Of Moderna, Moderna, just one of multiple pharmaceuticals eager to exploit our new vaccine mania, are expanding their manufacturing capacity to produce as many as 6 billion mRNA vaccine doses per year. That's a lot. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, but that's nearing one for every human alive on Earth. <laughs> They're going to produce that in the first six months of next year. Oh, boy. They don't plan on stopping... They may plan on, like, chilling and not pushing the level of tyranny that we kind of expected to be coming down the pipe because we pushed back so hard. But, <clears throat> man, these companies are producing that. They think, obviously, either they think that they're they're going to get enough people to cave and take it, or they have a guaranteed contract from the federal government. I'm not sure which. I'll do some research on that get back to you. Uh, Moderna will have an Omicron specific vaccine as early as March and they won't be the only ones the compliant triple jab can look forward to having their fully vaccinated status revoked once again as myself, Zuby a thousand other people, Dave Smith, have all been warning you, sure you think you can comply with one that's what they thought back in December of 2021 excuse me, 2020 when they first got rolled out 1J&J, boom, good to go Get your Vax bath, you back, you rockin'. Guess what, sucker? Three, four, five, six, seven, keep going. You a slave. <clears throat> Moderna are working in close collaboration with Dr. Fauci's team. Oh, fascism. And with public health experts to develop an annual combined mRNA, flu, RSV, and corona vaccine to reduce compliance issues. The industry more broadly has targeted about 20 pathogens for vaccine development from Zika to Nipah with a view towards being able to rapidly deploy the mRNA vaccines against future virus threats. So this is what they're doing, man. They're going to try and pack it all up into a nice little package bow, bow on that bitch, and then shove it up your ass. That's the plan. You get to decide if you're going to go along with it. The other piece we're working on, oh, this is a quote from him. And the other piece, this is the CEO of Moderna. And the other piece we're working on is for 2023, is how do we make it possible from a societal standpoint that people want to be vaccinated? (laughs) Can you imagine a a private market business saying that as an afterthought after they're already producing 6 billion units of whatever they're trying to supply to the world? And then as an afterthought, they go, so what we're thinking about uh, a year plus from now is how to convince the people to actually want the 6 billion units that we're producing. Do you understand how backwards that is? If you have a business, if you have any business experience, which I do, uh, you don't do that. You don't create 6 billion units of inventory without having some real serious uh, confirmation of market demand. Like, water like you know they need it toilet paper you might produce six billion units of that you don't do it for jabby jabs you don't it's fucking i mean it's just so obvious that you're not dealing with a free market enterprise in any form or fashion and yet we still have to pretend as if these are private businesses bro that argument god the moderator asks, how close are we to that And he responds, so the RSV program is now in phase three, and the flu program is in phase two, and soon in phase three, I hope as soon as second quarter of this year, 2022, later this year, uh, so the best case scenario would be the fall of 2023, because it takes a while for them to roll out once they get all approved, as a best case scenario. I don't think it would be available in every country, but we believe it's possible to operate in some countries next year, so that would be 2023. There you go. So they are... They are optimistic and aggressive, folks. And I don't know, pure evil just makes, I mean, these people really concern me. Their sanity concerns me. And this is kind of a tie it all together piece where on FT.com, they said, PSYOPs are a crucial weapon in the war against disinformation. How you like that? We got to use a PSYOP, which is oftentimes in the form of disinformation you got to use that you got to use disinformation to compete and combat disinformation if you're not if you're not picking up the pieces and figuring out what i'm putting down at this point keep up come on the writer is a fellow of the american enterprise institute a think tank so you know they suck at life when Sweden's Navy tried to hunt down a suspected enemy submarine in the Stockholm archipelago eight years ago, its efforts were ridiculed by Russian media and officials who trolled their armed force chief and accused him of pursuing a phantom vessel. Since then, hostile States, including Russia, China, and Iran, Iran have increased their use of disinformation and online propaganda to amplify anti-vax sentiment and foment political tensions in Europe and the U S concerned about the potential for this to undermine democracy. Sweden has just launched an agency for psychological defense, (laughs) (laughs) how about you just don't put them in public school allow them to formulate some rational thought and discernment like an adult stop treating us like kids even though we're not Uh, other countries would do well to follow its example come on Mikhail Vissen head of the new agency's operative division, says aggressors are increasingly trying to sow division by targeting areas of public concern, such as crime, COVID vaccination, the government's response to the pandemic, and immigration. Oh, all things you guys failed horrifically at? You think that we think that just because of disinformation? Or is it perhaps that we're in touch with reality that you guys took a monopoly on all of those items of concern and fucking failed at it? And we're pissed about it. And it doesn't have anything to do with some Facebook ads that Russia put out. It has to do with me seeing with my own eyes how you fucked up. God. Uh, These are low-intensity campaigns that are constantly in operation. And when a specific issue is in the news, the activity increases, he tells me. Pandemic has spawned a new breed of disinformation, which has spread as rampantly as the virus. This is not only from usual suspects, but also from new actors who are copying Moscow and Beijing's methods. Private sector organizations are using a commercial offering known as disinformation as a service to conduct malign influence operations against their competitors. So they are, once again, fascistically employing (laughs) disinformation tech agents. Uh, I mean, this is so dark. And they just talk about it openly now. I mean, I got to respect the brazenness of it, but if you're going to call me a conspiracy theorist when I am telling you what they are saying that they are doing now, come on, man. The results are alarmingly obvious. Disputes about COVID 19 and the vaccine to fight it are already dividing populations. And just as a minority of people who refuse the V undermine wider efforts to stamp out the virus, a minority of citizens can ruin their country's resilience against adversaries by believing the damage. Damaging falsehoods spread by the other side. The rumor unleashed by Russia KGB in the 1980s that the U.S. Army uh, created HIV, which is still in circulation now, shows the lasting harm of an eye-catching campaign. You should look into that, by the way. Uh, the COVID pandemic has been fueled by the fact many people believe any vax disinformation and distrust messaging from their own governments. Just imagine the effect that incendiary, incendiary disinformation could have on the current standoff between Russia and NATO. Every war in my lifetime, and many, if not all prior to it, have been predicated on PSYOP disinformation campaigns from, you guessed it, the American government. So forgive me if I'm not uh, tidbit insulted by the insinuation that, oh, this is a new threat, and it could end up with hot conflict between NATO and Russia. This is, you are using a PSYOP right now to try and get us involved in Ukraine versus Russia. It's happening right now. They, they are talking openly about how they, they know that Russia is planning a false flag attack. As if the U.S. government would know that. As opposed to just putting that out there so that if anything happens, they can say they don't they don't have justification. To go to war, it's a perfect thing. Not to mention the CIA could be popping it off to get them going. Which wink wouldn't be the first time that that's happened. Like really recently, like Syria. Um, These people are so dangerous, man. And and we know we know that they have lied to get us into wars. Everybody knows that. How do they not extrapolate one step forward? Like, literally everyone knows now that we were lied into Iraq and Afghanistan. How is it so hard? This was only 20 years ago. How is it so hard to just say, oh, you lied and a million people died, and I'm not going to listen to you anymore? Fuck. Public schools. Got to gotta abolish them. Uh, continuing on. Public trust in the government is the Achilles heel of Western democracies seeking to defend themselves against innovative adversaries. <laughs> <laughs> Public trust in the government is the Achilles heel of Western democracies. <laughs> How is that the Achilles heel and not a prerequisite? Like, like, hey, be trustworthy, and maybe this wouldn't be a problem. Maybe you could choose us like uh, independent, aut- autonomous people that you should respect and then we wouldn't have such severe distrust of what you're attempting to do to us. Just a thought, throwing it out there. Disinformation aimed at weakening public confidence in its military forces or political leadership can have a potent destabilizing effect. I have a lot of distrust in our military capacity, and I don't think it's misplaced because you are running ads that I get to see from the American government, not from the Russians, where you're talking about how woke the CIA is and how, you know... Transgender rights and blah 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 and the mil and the Marines is like vitally important to our national defense. You have lost the plot. You are insane. I'm not even a big like we need to have the military defend us guy. But if we're gonna have it, I would rather it not be wokeified to the point of complete worthlessness if someone does ever want to invade. Call me crazy. Today's episode is brought to you by the Daily Job Hunt. Daily Job Hunt is a newsletter that you get every morning for free in your email inbox that'll give you a little bit of information on how to become a better job applicant. Right now, there are millions of job openings that are not being addressed because there aren't enough people that are looking for jobs. And that means an opportunity if you are. If you are in a position in a job where you're not getting paid well enough or they're forcing something on you that you're opposed to, well, you have a path to get out of that quandary. And it might actually benefit you to make you more money. So if you're interested in the daily job hunt, go to crash.co forward slash daily to sign up. As I've said, it's free. They've been a longtime sponsor of mine. Hundreds of you have probably signed up. I don't know the exact number, but uh, if you haven't checked it out yet, like I said, it's free. Go to crash.co forward slash daily. Your priorities are so fucked, and you have no right to power, and you should immediately step down. Any politician that supports this stuff, please, go away immediately. Uh, uh, The U.S.'s deep social and ideological divisions may be rooted in its domestic political history. But Moscow's disinformation campaign ahead of the 2016 presidential election helped to sow doubt about America's democratic institutions. Do you mean the one that was bought by the Hillary Clinton campaign? Because if that's the one you're talking about, I wouldn't blame Russia as much as I would blame the Clinton campaign, the DNC, the Steele dossier. Need I go on? What is happening? How can you bring that up after it's been so thoroughly debunked as evidence of Moscow interviewing, interfering, or intervening in American democracy? I see you. You ain't tricking me. The Swedish Psychological Defense Agency, beautiful Orwellian title, will monitor malign influence by exposing both the aggressors and their methods. I believe it should go further by launching information counter-strikes against the offending country's ruling elite. So we're not going to have like proxy wars and uh, you know cyber cyber warfare via our political elite. With PSYOPs. <laughs> sounds sounds like a dystopic hell to me. And I'm sure it's not new, but maybe reconsider. Huh? Uh, I believe it should go further by launching information counter-strikes. Oh, uh, in future, NATO and its allies could respond to disinformation campaigns by revealing some of the overseas properties owned by senior officials in the hostile country. Hey, Putin. You like your house in New York City? Or your penthouse? Yeah, well we're going to dox you, bro. <laughs> but as with covid the most important task in psychological defense is to inoculate the population against believing false information throw that inoculation term in there thanks bud A job that sweden's new agency will also handle this involves teaching the public how to verify information yeah you can do that because uh, you've done such a great job of educating the public so far maybe if you had done that originally we wouldn't be in this position but You can't because you're the government. You suck at everything, so you create an entire population that's fucking retarded. Oops. A citizenry able to distinguish truth from falsehoods is vital, not just from a national security perspective, but for protection from more everyday threats such as quack cures peddled on the internet. (laughs) Quack cures? Like the ones that could have saved God knows how many hundreds of lives if you hadn't censored us last summer. Huh? Those? By the way, big tech You should be brought up on charges for what you did. Other countries, too, should show they're serious about fighting the disinformation virus and immunizing against it. Otherwise, it will undermine our societies and render even the most sophisticated military defenses useless. Man, I'm telling you, such dangerous stuff. And I just, I gotta, you know, double down, repeat this. It is really incredible that we live in a time where you have think tanks and... You know, Cigar Club, World Economic Forum, Totalitarian Desires, just published. It's like, we don't even have to get this information leaked. These lunatics are so deep in their own Kool-Aid. Jim Jones is jealous. I mean, they are just like, they are sipping that scissor and they think they can get away with anything. Sorry, folks. A few of us are still awake and well armed. Good luck to you. Moving on. The IRS is to require facial recognition to view tax returns. Uh, they partner with Virginia based private identification firm, which requires a facial recognition selfie, among other things, in order to create or access online accounts with the agency. There's a lot more details. This is on Zero Hedge if you want to read about it. I just wanted to bring this up as this is kind of the, this is what I think the actual COVID hysteria was all about, was implementing. Uh, a compliance, as I've said many times, this was all a compliance test. They they get you to comply to small thing, small thing, small thing. All of a sudden, you've complied to a big-ass thing. And that big-ass thing that you're going to swallow next will be, um, you know, fax passes, social credit scores, the whole China model, technocracy, uh, 24-7 surveillance. Like, that's, that's the end game. I, I think it's pretty clear. And this is kind of just the first foray into it where you have the IRS saying, Hey, unless you can give a facial recognition, you don't get to view your tax returns. That's sick. Um, so yeah, this is its all kind of moving along. I think, as I've said, that there is progress being made. There's a lot of countries that are, are going against these insane policies as the populations rise up. Like France was trying to mandate it for everybody and the French were just like in the streets every day for months on end or every weekend, I think it was, for months and months on end like numbers growing hundreds of thousands like crazy and they backed off. So there is power when you show that like, look, this is our limit. You're at it. You want to test us? Oftentimes they don't. So good news there. But the reason I bring all that up is to say, I think this is my belief. As I've said, Fauci has finished his, his trustworthiness is so in doubt amongst the, the American people at this point. I think that he's he's gonna go down with the ship, unless he knows where the bodies are buried, both literally and metaphorically, in which case maybe he gets political cover. But regardless, I think that he is done as like the guy that's able to really push this ball if they wanna take it to the next level. So uh, what I see is coming next, a lot of people have already pontificated on this. I think it's a, it's a logical explanation uh, is that they're gonna push towards climate change uh, as the fear-mongering next boogeyman. I personally don't think so because they've been pushing that for 20 years now. You still don't have a lot of belief. And I think you have woken so many people up in this country and on the planet about not trusting uh, government officials and the quote unquote elites, the elitists uh, that I don't think you could do it. I don't think that you could get something as nebulous as climate change to to fly. If, if COVID couldn't get it done, I don't think climate change is enough. So That's my personal opinion. But anyways, Department of Homeland Security, this is straight from uh, DHS.gov, announces Climate Change Professionals Program. Very serious people we have working for the government. uh, To recruit recent graduates and current federal employees to support the department's growing focus on adapting to climate change and improving resilience under the umbrella of the DHS Climate Change Action Group. Established in 2021 by Secretary Alejandro In Mallorcas upon successful completion of the program participants will receive a climate change professional accreditation from the association of climate change officers and be eligible for permanent full-time positions at dhs i mean this this reads like a like an onion article from 5 years ago you'd be like nah <laughs> department of homeland security is having an entire department dedicated to climate change i mean we're just not a serious people. We're not a serious country anymore, and this is why I'm still able to laugh about it. Because, like, as dark as as it is, and the fact that I live here and it's painful to me and my soul as a liberty loving human being, you gotta laugh when they talk about making sure that you know transgender rights are are acknowledged and pronouns are are you know <laughs> ruthlessly enforced in the military. You can't help but go like well, yeah, we're probably going to lose a war at some point, but damn it if that's not funny. Like, you got to keep your sense of humor. The Climate Change Professionals Program is part of the Secretary's Honors Program, which was launched in July 2021 to recruit recent graduates and current federal employees with degrees in relevant fields for professional development programs at DHS. Climate change is the second field included in the Secretary's Honors Program following the launch of the Cybersecurity Program last year. So they already included cybersecurity and uh, Department of Homeland Security. Now they got climate change. I guess I could understand the cybersecurity, even though I'd rather see DHS abolished. Uh, the climate change one is such a stretch. I mean, it really, really is. And if you don't believe me, if you're one of the people that's a, a truther, even though you probably think of me as the truther for doubting it, just do some of your own independent research. Stop reading exclusively stuff from, you know, the U.N., Like Try try to read some dissident opinions. Check out Substack. Read some different uh, takes on man-made climate change and what we can and can't do about it because I think you will come away less than convinced. And is it coincidental that it also just happens to be this nebulous, can't touch it, can't see it, but uh, is allegedly a huge threat to your life, but yet at the same time hasn't taken many lives? Sounds kind of similar to the last two years to me. So... It does make sense logically that that could be the net, natural next step. But at this point, I am leaning towards them going with some sort of false flag, a war with Russia. You know, there's a lot of other paths that I think could probably distract people and get them to accept uh, greater tyranny or totalitarianism because I think we aren't that far off, sadly. Moving on. Uh, fact checked. just to show after I've given you all this conspiracy stuff now I'm going to give you a fact check from Reuters because I am an honest guy and I want you to see the counter arguments fact check multiple misleading suggestions made in documentary on the COVID-19 pandemic and this is an attempt by Reuters you know the most respected publication on earth to fact check a documentary made on the internet about the World Economic Forum call me skeptical as to the fact checkers there is a suggestion in the documentary that Gates and others had prior knowledge of the COVID-19 pandemic due to the similarity with Event 201, which simulated the outbreak of a novel zoonotic coronavirus. Oh, I wonder why there's a conspiracy theory that goes with that. Because <laughs> that should actually happen, and you just admitted it, and we'll see what the fact check is. You'll like this. John Hopkins has since stressed that Event 201 was organized due to a growing number of epidemic events. Okay. It was based around a fictional coronavirus pandemic and designed to model preparations and response. Okay. (laughs) That's the fact check. (laughs) What you said happened is what happened. (laughs) That's the fact check. I mean, think about how stupid that is. (laughs) It's just like, hey, you're wrong because you're right. You got it all right. Uh, These people are special. The Great Reset. The theme linking many of the earlier topics in this documentary is the suggestion that world leaders and society's elite are working together to create a world with harsh, tyrannical rules governed by a centralized totalitarian state. Why would we think that after the past two years? Lastly, if you are getting a little out of shape after the holidays, it's now January. Come on. Get it together. Got that New Year's resolution that you haven't been living up to. Get in the gym. Better yet, don't go to the gym. Get a side shaper. Go to sideshaper.com to find the swiveling ab machine that has been kicking my ass for the past month or two, and you will not regret it. It's a great product. If you're interested, go to sideshaper.com. You can check out a video that will tell you more about it. And if you use the code Liberty, you will get $50 off. You can't beat that. It's an exclusive offer to my listeners. Again, Liberty for $50 off. Go to sideshaper.com. Get your ass in shape, son. I can't figure it out. This, it suggests, will be brought into being by The Great Reset, a sustainability plan proposed by the World Economic Forum. The documentary then refers to a a social media clip from the World Economic Forum that makes eight predictions about the world in 2030. The footage specifically highlights three points, that people will cease to own anything, everything will be rented and delivered by drone, and Western values will be pushed to a breaking point. Yeah? However, this is not what The Great Reset proposes. Oh, it's not? Okay, let's listen. Nor does it have anything to do with the social media clip. Oh, it has nothing to do with it? But it came from them and was branded with them? Oh. Weird. Just a misunderstanding. The World Economic Forum pitched the idea of a great reset. (laughs) Okay, here we go. On capitalism. Oh, okay. So, communism. In June 2020, after noting the pandemic was increasing inequality. Yeah, it was. It, It encourages three components, including... Asking governments to improve, um, for the record, it was not the pandemic that increased inequality. It was the lockdowns. You gave all of the poor people's money to the richest and most powerful and politically connected on earth. You made that happen with lockdowns. It wasn't a COVID thing. And I don't like the framing of that. You have been fact checked, you fact checking fucker. It encourages three components, including asking government to improve fiscal policy, implement overdue reforms such as on wealth taxes, that's all they say in parentheses, and push for the efforts that boosted health sectors in 2020 to be replicated across other sectors and bring about an industrial revolution. This is one of the most slippery sentences I have ever read in my life. And they're doing it in a fact check piece. Do you know how fucking Orwellian and dark that is? That you have a line this cryptic and hard to decipher? Check this out. I'm going to read it to you again slowly. It encourages three components, including asking governments to improve fiscal policy. Okay. What does that mean? No detail. Well, I'll tell you what it probably means to me. MMT. That would be their increasing or improving fiscal policy because that's what they're all about. They want to tax and spend and give away to quote-unquote alleviate income inequality. What does it do in reality? Oh, it does the opposite. Always does, always has. Increases income inequality. That's exactly what we experienced. Everyone got put on the dole. They all got unemployment checks. And guess what? With inflation, their purchasing power dropped, even though many of them made more money than they did pre-lockdowns. Not many, but some. And it's just so transparent. All right, keep, keep it going. Implement overdue reforms. Now, that can mean anything, obviously. So the only example they give us is such as on wealth taxes. Okay. Anything else? That's an overdue reform. Perhaps the Green New Deal, which the World Economic Forum talks about constantly. Come on. it's. I mean, this is so... If you know anything, if you've read anything directly from the World Economic Forum, they are not telling the truth in a fact-checking piece about someone allegedly not telling the truth. Come on. And push for the efforts. This is the best line. And push for the efforts that boosted health sectors in 2020 to be replicated across other sectors and bring about an industrial revolution. And push for the efforts that boosted health sectors in 2020. What efforts boosted health sectors in 2020? What efforts? Lockdowns, Then you lead to mandates I mean sure you did some additional funding i guess for covid care but like you want to implement the strategies from a crisis like a pandemic in other industries and in not just healthcare what logic do, there's no logic there and if if there if you are using that logic you are saying that there's a net positive that comes from a pandemic which is a really tough sell given that you allege millions of people died. Anyways, Uh, to be replicated across other sectors and bring about an industrial revolution. Last I checked, we had that. That happened. So, (sighs) Industrial Revolution 2 en route, I guess. Verdict, is the best. Misleading. The video includes various references to... suggests the COVID-19 pandemic was devised to push forward with a new world order envisioned by society's elite. There is no evidence this is true. (laughs) I love these people, man. I love these people. I mean, if I wasn't so confident in my sanity, I would go insane. Because this is such gaslighting to the extreme. There is no evidence this is true. What about... The Prime Minister of New Zealand and all these other politicians that got on stage saying the exact same shit from the Great Reset talking about New World Order. They said the fucking exact phrase. They would say the Great Reset, this is the New World Order, there's no going back to the old normal, this is the new normal, build back better. Everyone said the same thing. Just a coincidence. Has nothing to do with totalitarianism. There's no evidence that it's true. None. Don't believe your lion eyes, folks. Scumbags. Then we got a little uh, reminder, the evil that is Bill Gates, because I've left him out of this for the most part. I've just been hammering Fauci since he's actually got, like, the power of the government, so it makes him even worse. But Gates is pretty deeply in bed with the government, too. Well, actually, probably even more so in certain ways financially. He says, what's next for our foundation? I'm particularly excited about what the next year could mean for one of the best buys in global health. Colon. Vaccines. (laughs) And guess what the date on this is. Motherfucking. December 19th, 2019. If you don't, I mean, I'm not even saying this is a smoking gun. But boy, I smell (laughs) gunpowder. I'll tell you what. Because... That doesn't look good to me. Uh, this, I mean, December 2019. Think about, think about the timing on that. Just coincidentally, this piece of shit, and and we now know that there was emails already going around from Wuhan in August 2019. So by December, real good chance that a guy who's a billionaire that's deep deep in the biomedical facility game, the vaccine game, he might have caught wind about a coronavirus. Just maybe. Or he already knew it was coming long prior. Also a thesis that some people have. I'm not so sure, but I think for a fact, this dude knew what was popping off in Wuhan uh, by December of 2019. I think you would be very naive to believe otherwise. And the fact that he says, What's next for our foundation? I'm particularly excited about the next year. About the next year. He gives you the timeline, yo. This dude is fucking audacious. And we're just going to, and he doesn't even delete the tweet. (laughs) He just leaves it up like, Yeah, bitch, in your face. I own you. I profited off of your destruction, your despair, your depression, your suicide, your drug addiction, your child's mental breakdown, your financial collapse. Yeah, yeah, Bill, you did. And we see your aggressive malevolence, and it will not soon be forgotten. I am not going to forget what these people have done to us. I am a very kind and forgiving person. If someone makes a mistake, this wasn't a mistake. There is no penance to be paid other than severe, severe punishment. (laughs) <laughs> like, severe, because ah, uh, you profit off of my misery and not even misery that I had to suffer for you to profit. You could have done other shit, man. You could have done other shit that didn't have anything to do with trying to control a free population of human beings on this planet. You could have accepted your incredible financial windfalls. Let's be honest. You're not some fucking genius. You got... You had a great product with Windows. You had a lot of great people working for you. I'm sure uh, you couldn't have possibly imagined the wealth and power that you've accumulated. But it wasn't enough. You had to start to force things in our bodies. You unbelievable egomaniac. These narcissistic, sycophantic monsters. They got to stop. They got to stop. You, like, you, you are pushing it to a point... That you may not ever be able to leave your house again, man. Like, how much power and money do you need to like not want that? Like, don't you want to go out and have fun sometimes? Or are you just so autistic you just chill and count your money and cackle the entire time? Bro, you better you better knock it off, bro. <laughs> and he says it could be one of the best buys in global health. Yeah, well, he got that one right. Just a lucky guess. We need as many people in our camp to feel empowered, to to not feel hopeless. If you have given up entirely, uh, what's the point in fighting, man? Like, why do I talk this aggressively every week? Because I believe we can win. Because we have righteousness on our side. If you want to get biblical with it, we are meant to be free. It's a religious belief that I carry. I believe that in my soul. So I don't care how, how steep the odds. I believe that we have God, if you believe in that, on our side. And I don't mean DeSantis. I mean, whatever higher power you think is out there. That we are meant to be free. And tyrants are meant to fall. And they will. Part one of Fauci is finished was actually exclusively on locals in Rockfin. So... If you didn't see it on YouTube, that's why I talked entirely too honestly about what has happened over the past two years and got into some no-no areas. So if you missed that episode, obviously it's on audio. So anywhere you want to listen to the podcast audio-wise, it was there. But for video, it was exclusively on Locals.com and Rockfin.com. And as I've said many times, uh, you know, if you want to support my work, go to LibertyLockdown.Local. Dot com to become a supporting subscriber thank you so much big shout out to everybody that's been with me since jump street appreciate y'all